Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. It's summertime. That means beer, cookouts, and of course, golf. So the next time you're ready to tee it up, be sure to make your tee times at 12OunceSportsRadio.com. That's right. You can now book tee times on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Yep. Just go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and scroll to the bottom of any page. Click the banner that says Book Like a Pro, enter your course or enter a zip code, and then select a tee time of your choice. You'll get up to 50% off each time you book through 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So when you're ready to cheat your friends like Mike did in high school, just go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com. That's the numbers 1-2-O-Z-SportsRadio.com and book your tea times. <laughs> and it's still going to happen. LeBron, Houston. Collision course. <laughs> he's going to Houston. He's, he's no way. Guts. He's him. there's no way he goes out west. There's no, no way. He's not going. Really? West. There's no way no he goes way. out west. Oh really? How yes, much you want really. to bet? Mm, that's what I thought. Three shots. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, you know what? Let's do. You got your bong bet with Joe. We'll do a bong bet that, that LeBron go, does not go he stays out west. In the east? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he's gonna end up in Houston. Right. He's not going to Houston. Why would he go to Houston?
Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. The man behind the computers is Joe. This is Craft Brood Sports. Uh, Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? I'm ready to be right on another episode <laughs> of Craft Brood Sports. Bitch! Hang on a second, Joe. How you doing, man? Good seeing you, bud. Hey, guys. Hey, man. All right. Uh, Joe's in the house. Uh, God, uh, hearing that drop is so brutal. <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to be right. I had, I just had the East. First of all, here's what sucks about that, taking that bet, too. I pushed you into the West. You were cornered into Houston. You would have been you wrong. You could have locked me down on Yeah, it could have been thing. like, you. okay, he's going to Houston. Put your money where your mouth is. But instead, I gave you the out. I let you go to the, just take the whole West instead. You were that confident, but you should have known the Berlon curse is strong. Dude, it is strong. Uh, (laughs) LeBron to L.A., we'll talk about that a little bit later on this episode. We got an awesome show tonight for you guys. Uh, Courtney Love, former U.K. linebacker, played for Nebraska, uh, played actually under my dad at the South Catholic Cardinals, and NFL hopeful. He's going to be calling into the show tonight about 9.15, so stick around for that. We're going to talk to him about rookie minicamp and what it's like to – to try out for the NFL. So that's going to be a really cool uh, interview there. We're going to be talking LeBron, like I said, World Cup, uh, and some ridiculous stories. Yeah. Upper Deck is filled with the ridiculous of stories this we, week. We got a lot of Nigeria in Upper Deck. <laughs> really, really random. Nigeria took over Super Upper Deck Nigeria heavy. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, though, uh, let's get into our Motherfucker of the Week. Scott, take it away with our first option for Motherfucker of the Week. Well, your first option for Motherfucker of the Week was NBA fans. NBA fans this week who lost their goddamn minds <laughs> over the fact that the Warriors, who obviously have now you know went back to back and uh, <clears throat> are soon to go three peat with yeah. uh, their their title chances, <laughs> went out and signed uh, Demarcus Cousins, and people lost their shit. So that's it. Now now it's finally rigged. You know, just complaining just and of whining. Yeah, and it just motherfuckers everywhere acting as if this. <laughs> really changed a whole I am never watching basketball dynamic. again. I'm so sick yeah. of this. It's unfair. Cousins was the key to their fandom just leaving. Boogie breaking the camel's back <laughs> right there. Yeah. So so NBA fans just whining and bitching and moaning about the Warriors this week. Uh, your second option for Motherfucker of the Week is Lakers fans who since 2003, when LeBron James came in the league and everybody was like, I think he's better than Kobe, they were like, fuck that guy. No. Fuck LeBron James. He's a piece of He's nowhere Nothing near as good as Kobe. Talkers. Uh, now that LeBron goes to L.A., all of a sudden hopping right up on that dick. All and in. Just riding hardcore. All in. Are. Always, loved, always loved LeBron. LeBron's, I mean, he's one of the best, man. He's yeah. one of the best. Can't deny greatness. Uh, look, look at the lineage now. You got Magic, Kobe, LeBron. It's the best. Uh, <laughs> Lakers fans... You're the worst. Fuck you. You are. Well, you might be. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. You might this not is, be the worst for the poll. This is a weird. This general. is a weird option because it's like all NBA fans or just a segment of NBA fans. Which is worse? The, I guess it's not all NBA fans because not all NBA fans are upset about uh, yeah about Golden State. It's just the it's casual fans. Most NBA fans, right? Yeah. Those are the ones that are really upset. That are like, wow, I'm the never vocal watching majority. anything. So those are your choices. Lakers fans or casual NBA fans who are pissed that Guessing Boogie they're the, Cousins. They're the same ones that stopped watching the NFL <laughs> wink wink when the uh, kneeling <laughs> continued. Uh, those are my favorite people ever. Um, all right. We'll uh, go to vote on that on our Facebook page. We'll reveal the results by the end of the episode. And uh, let's talk about this beer because... <sighs> 
Uh, this was one that we found. Uh, we, had, we had ordered from Tavor uh, quite a while ago. Didn't realize it's been sitting for a couple months, but uh, we found it last <laughs> week, and we were like, we got to do this beer. It is time. It, it, we've hit our stride for it. This week, we were doing Molotov Heavy by Evil Twin Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. A 17.2% ABV beer. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's about to get heavy as an understatement. <laughs> it's an Imperial IPA. This is what I'm confused about. The only time I've seen uh, ABV that high is in a bourbon barrel aged beer. Like that's yeah. the only. It's like a Scotch heavy bourbon barrel aged to get up to 17. percent This is just an Imperial IPA. How they got it to 17.2 percent, I have no idea. Uh, but it's rated pretty highly. 4.2 caps on Untapped. 86 at Rate Beer. I'm just gonna read these notes. The Tavor sent because this is what hooked us in on this beer. Uh, Here's what Tavor said that sold us. Even if you briefly inhale Molotov Heavy's pungent fumes, better call an Uber. <laughs> Uber me. Lurking within its deep amber hued pour, this IPA strangles the atmosphere with candied oh. pine needles poached in 100 proof vodka. Shit. Taste if you dare, and you're smashed awake with caramelized grapefruits permeated to the core with furious resin. The finish devastates with bitterness and booze, whiplashing your senses for minutes to come. <laughs> Real sediment heavy. I noticed. I'm really oh, glad yeah, we poured this out because there's floating. a lot of there's some fluid. This is like when I had to drink the beer out after doing the uh, the Irish car bomb, <laughs> and I just had the chunks of Bailey's yeah. floating. That's what it reminds me of right now. Uh, some of the reviews we just put the reviews on for this one because rather than doing the flavor profile, this was way more entertaining. Here's what people had to say on Untapped. Just strong and bang. Uh, somebody said it's smooth as fuck for 17.2%. Uh, my favorite is not the best decision to make after drinking for a while. And the best review ever, destination fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that, that nails it. Uh, destination I have, fucked. I have not had a sip yet. Uh, so, Scott, it's, you have. Uh, we heard your reaction a little bit there. Yeah. Why don't you tell us your initial thoughts on Molotov Heavy? Oh, holy shit. Um it's like taking a shot, drinking, drinking. I, I took a big swig. It's this is definitely a sipper. It's gonna be <laughs> no, no, no big swig. I'm not doing that again. It's this one beer is going to take me through two shows, dude. This is good as fuck. This is so uh, boozy, <laughs> but man, is it good. I was expecting to be like overpowered with hops. And I'm not. It's like I'm drinking just booze. I was going to say, you can't taste hops because it's all booze. It's just booze. all booze. Uh, Joe, you're the, the IPA fan on the, on the show here. What are your thoughts on this one? Currently love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Destination fucked. Definitely destination fucked. <laughs> uh, and I'm really, Joe and I are actually both really going to be fucked tonight because stick around after the show. You can follow us on Instagram. We're going to go Instagram live and Joe and I are going to pay off on our bong bets. So after drinking Molotov Heavy all show long, we're both going to bong Tall Boy Beast Ices, and it's just going to be the worst. <laughs> I'm going to tune in for that. Uh, you're going to be filming it. Tonight. I know. Okay, cool. Uh, Molotov Heavy by Evil Twin Brewing. We will see how this one holds up. It's, I know we always joke about that. We'll see if we can finish these beers. I, I'm gonna, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be rough. It's going to be real rough, but uh, definitely good uh, initial taste. I'm, I'm kind of on board with it. Let's get into Upper Deck and give you your sports stories for the week. 
Yeah, and Craft Brewed Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes or sports fans just like all of you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time, every time. If someone has a better price, they'll tell you straight up. But Minuteman isn't just sports or just concerts. They'll help you out with tickets to literally any event you want. They'll even sell your tickets for you. And with college football right around the corner, be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your OSU football ticketing needs. Guys, go like them on Facebook. That's where they do weekly giveaways of merchandise, sports and concert apparel, and hey, even tickets. Check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. That's 614-943-3000. Alrighty, so mention Mayweather off the top of the show. Well, no, mention Nigeria, Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> off the top of the show. Uh, well, this first story has to do with a famous person by the name of Mayweather. And yes, it's that Mayweather. <laughs> a little bit of role reversal uh, coming between uh, Nigeria and a, a rich American. Um, but there's a company in Nigeria that's actually suing the boxer to recoup money that they said they paid Mayweather for appearance fees to show up in Nigeria and Ghana. Well, he never made those appearances in either June of last year or when they contacted him to renegotiate at a time in December of last year. Uh, the company says that it forwarded Mayweather over $200,000 of the negotiated $500,000 fee, um, but he never returned that $200,000, and now they're suing him for over $2 million for damaging the reputation and defrauding them. <laughs> So the Nigerian prince is the one who got swindled in this. How dare deal. you damage my reputation, Floyd Mayweather? Right. We we have such a stellar reputation going on across the world, and you sullied it by not I mean, showing up. If there's one thing that Nigerians are known for, it's truthfulness when it comes to money matters. And uh, Floyd Mayweather has completely turned that on its head. Now, we, I, I'll never trust a Nigerian email again. All because Floyd Mayweather did this. I also won't sullied the name. I won't trust Mayweather with a dollar of mine. I mean, I won't loan him a buck. This is like the the typical scum versus scum story where it's just like, man, whoever. I was gonna say whoever comes out on bottom, (laughs) fuck him. I just don't know where they came up with this two million dollar figure. Also, if you're just this random Nigerian company. And the articles that I was reading didn't explain because I was trying to find, like, what type of appearance, like, were they offering? Hey, just, it's Floyd Mayweather. Come see Floyd Mayweather. Was he supposed to speak? Yeah, is he signing things? Yeah, it it, it never explained it. So I'm real curious as to what this Nigerian company just wanted him to show up in two countries. Maybe (laughs) Floyd was like, I'm not buying that shit. Yeah, have him wire the money. (laughs) Then I'm not showing up. They'll murder me or kidnap me or something. Well, and maybe that's it. Maybe Floyd thought it was just a... uh, A scam. Yeah, some type of scam. So he's like, no, go ahead and wire me the money We'll see. And then he got the money. He was like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm still not going because fuck yeah. you. <laughs> so there you go. Somebody's getting fucked. Fuck yeah. them both. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we don't do too many MMA stories on this show, but how about a really fucking crazy MMA story from this past week? Uh, there was some garbage event in beautiful Kokomo, Indiana. You know, one of those. It's like the MMA house shows that they used to have like just garbage guys that nobody really knows and a place called kokomo well yeah kokomo is actually uh, an interesting town i've done a few comedy shows in it's kokomo a place i want to go yeah, go ahead get it all out. no i'm sorry who go played ahead. who played drums for the beach boys in that song 
Uh, Moving on. No, oh, wait, hang on. Do you know who played drums for the Beach Boys during in, in, in the, the song video? Kokomo? No, in the video or for the actual just song? In the song? I mean, in the video too. He yeah. was. Uh, I don't remember. It was John Stamos. Come oh, on, man. Shit. Come on, man. <laughs> it's been so long since I saw the video. John Stamos wore a pink tank top and played drums in the Kokomo. <laughs> Anyways, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Ivey was fighting Travis Fulton this past weekend, and if uh, the muffin tops weren't entertainment enough, the fight got really weird. So in the first round, Fulton connected with a body kick, and Ivey recoiled back. He clutched his chest, and it looked like he was having a heart attack. Uh, so Fulton kind of stopped for a second and looked around like, what the fuck is what going on do? right now? And that's when Ivy pounced. So <laughs> he took Fulton to the ground, started some ground and pound. Uh, he got him for like a good 30 seconds where he was just pounding on this dude and then just let him up and wandered to the middle of the ring and then just tapped out. So he's on top, punching this guy in the head and then just like was like, yeah, all right, I'm done and tapped out. That was it. It was over. The fight was done. He had an honorable moment after fooling him. Right, after and faking fooling, a heart attack. After fooling him into getting on top of him to beat his ass, he thought, you know what, that's not that's unsportsmanlike. I'll go tap out. What the well, hell? Yeah, the lesson here is uh, low-level MMA fights might not give you the best fights, uh, but they're going to be apparently entertaining as fuck. Because that sounds hilarious to see live. I need to see more fake heart attacks in my MMA. How is this the first time people have tried that? Yeah, I would fake injuries deep. all the time. See, Seriously, that would be my go-to move. Yeah, although I'd really be hurt. Like as soon as somebody kicked me, I'd be like, "Ow, ow, I'm done." Did you just kick me in the thigh, you fucking animal? <laughs> why did you train for that? What is wrong you, with why'd you? Why did you kick my shin, you dick? <laughs> and then I just quit. <laughs> I just I wouldn't even go to the center of the ring. I'd be up against the cage, tapping, tapping like, "Get me the fuck <laughs> out of here." Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you want to see the video, you can just search for Jonathan Ivey or uh, Travis Fulton. Apparently, the one dude, the Fulton dude, is like a, a legend in the Midwest and a, like a legendary MMA fighter. He's got a great record. And the rumor is that Ivey didn't want to beat his hero. So that's why he showed that he could beat him and then just gave up and tapped what? out to give Fulton the win. Weird. Yeah, I don't buy you that. You faked a fucking heart attack, bro. You don't get to claim this W. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't get to say. Oh, I totally could have finished I could have beat him with my fake heart attack. He's I, my hero. It's my sweet fake heart attack move. Uh, <laughs> Weird. Weird. Oh, goodness. All right. There you go. All right. Well, moving to an adjacent state in uh, <laughs> Illinois, uh, there was a guy who was traveling to Wisconsin. This is back in November. But he didn't want to miss a freaking Arizona basketball game that was only going to be shown on the Pac-12 network, which, of course, know, of course. So, you know, when you're in that situation, you can do one of two things. You could miss the game like a normal person. Would. Yeah, just, you know, chalk it up as an L and catch the highlights. Because this is December, right? You said it was in December. Yeah. So it's not as if it's crucial. Yeah. This it's is an like early season. Probably one of the first games they play. It may not have even been a conference game yeah. at this point. Just. Fucking the last of their conference, their non-conference slate. Anyway, Jesus. doesn't matter. December matchup, so mostly meaningless. <laughs> or you can call up and pretend to be a cable subscriber at a restaurant, <laughs> which is exactly what this motherfucker did. So he called. He made eleven different calls to Charter Spectrum, pretending to be the general man- manager of a restaurant in town, and that he requested the cable company add the Pac-12 network to the subscription. It worked, but the problem was that the restaurant noticed that their cable subscription all of a sudden 
was more. And when they started doing a little investigating and digging, they found the phone calls that this guy made, <laughs> traced it back to him, and this motherfucker's now paying the price for it. <laughs> Charges of felony identity theft for financial gain and unauthorized use of an entity's identifying information, which carries a potential sentence of six years. How's that December game? Was it worth it? Was it worth six years of your life? Watching Sean Miller sweat J- through yeah, That's suit. exactly what I was going to say. Like, that's all you got to see was Sean Miller be a fucking sweaty pig. And now you got to go to jail for six years for it. Hey, wow. the good news is if these FBI charges ever go through, he might be sitting next to Sean Miller for some part of those six years. <laughs> hey, I know you. I'm in here because I'm a really big fan of you. Can't make me laugh, man. I'm all phlegmy. You can't make me laugh. Uh, sorry. Damn, that's a, that's true though. That could man, that'd be amazing. How great would be that in the be? same prison? Just cellmates. <laughs> What are you in for? Trying to watch your game? What are you in for? Cheating through my game? <laughs> I'll let you fuck me in the butt, Sean. Because you know that would happen. You know he'd say it. This dude just, he, I mean, he called a cable company. You know how annoying it is to call a cable company? He called him 11 times pretending to be somebody else. And That's such dedication just to watch dude, one random I off love, game. I love Xavier basketball. I'm not going to do that. I love Are all of my me? teams, but there's nothing worth doing that for. And what year is it that you can't get somebody's information and stream it on your phone like a normal human being? Dude, there's so many illegal streams yeah. that you can find out there. If you're that hard up to watch a game, you can find a yeah. game on the internet to watch. Be, right. Be a like, normal there's American. A way to watch that game. <laughs> Don't rip off the restaurant. Rip off the cable companies like right. you're supposed to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not that I do it, but I've heard that people can write it about it in books. Yeah, there's <laughs> man dedication. What a fucking idiot! Though. Dedication to Arizona Wildcats basketball for some strange reason. <laughs> December, fucking December, man. All right, so there's lots of people in LA that are welcoming LeBron to the City of Angels this week, but the best welcome came from the greatest figure in soccer, Zlatan. Zlatan. Uh, this dude is the best. He is the best sports figure in America. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the star of the LA Galaxy posted on Instagram a picture of him with his arms outstretched, and it was split with a picture of LeBron uh, in the Lakers uniform. And the caption said, "Quote: Now LA has a god and a king. Zlatan welcomes at King James." <laughs> <laughs> I love. Everything about Zlatan. That dude I love has, that he went third person in the post. He always does. Yeah. He, have you read his quotes that he's had? No. He said stuff like somebody asked uh, about the World Cup, and he was like, a World Cup without Zlatan is not a World Cup worth watching. <laughs> and then somebody asked him if he got his wife a present, and he was like, she's already gotten Zlatan. She doesn't need a present. <laughs> like, his head is so huge, and I love it. I, it's the best. Uh, if if you need a reason to watch MLS soccer, watch just for Zlatan because that dude is the most entertaining personality he plays out for there. Galaxy, yeah, mm. LA Galaxy. Gotcha. I'll remember that. No, you won't. I know. <laughs> you, I totally we'll be lucky if you remember his name. No, I do remember Zlatan. <laughs> We've done a few stories on him, and he, he's come <coughs> mainstream enough so that Zlatan. Oh yeah, I got that. I, I, that's the khaki son bitch. I like. Him. <laughs> he talks a lot. That's of why shit. I thought you'd like him because yeah, like, no, I do. He's I, right up your alley. Oh, he is. He's <laughs> just talking shit. <laughs> Maybe not even backing it up. Just talking <laughs> shit. <clears throat> La has a god and a king. <laughs> That's ballsy. I like it. Uh, so I mentioned that there's lots of uh, Nigerian news. Uh, th- this is the other Nigerian story this week. 
Um, and this time it involves the men's soccer team. Uh, they recently played their final World Cup game uh, when they lost to Argentina 2-1. to one. But reports surfaced after the game that just before the game, four hours before the match to be exact, uh, the team captain, Jean-Obi Michel, got a call from kidnappers saying that they had his father. Wow. Uh, and that if he told anyone, they'd kill him. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. his father, that is. Um, well, they demand. They also demanded 28000 which I, I'm no kidnapper, but that seems like a low number if you're going to bother kidnapping right. somebody. Right, it's, yeah. Uh, anyway, 28000 for his release. Um, clearly, Michael wasn't in the uh, position to do anything, so he did what anyone would do. He played the match. Didn't tell a soul. Yep, sure. That's just, that seems normal. Just kept his mouth shut and kept it moving. Oh, you have my father? Cool. Well, I got the soccer game. Can I get a can I get a hold of you guys afterwards? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll smooth things out. Uh, when he was asked about the incident, Michael said, "Quote: I was confused. I did not know what to do. But in the end, I knew what I I knew that I could not let 180 million Nigerians down." End quote. That's okay. what he was cool, worried man. about. Worried about your country. The rest of Nigeria. Listen, Pops, you're going to be fine. I can't let the country out. <laughs> yeah, they're dependent on me, man. Do you realize what Floyd did, Mayweather cause... has done to our country? I can't let the rest of our country down. <laughs> the terrorists win <laughs> if, if I don't play the soccer match. Uh, authorities did rescue his father. He's fine. He was taken back to hospital for with minor injuries, suffered in the kidnapping, and... The weirdest part about this is this wasn't even the first time this happened. Of course not. It happened in 2011 with his yeah. father. Similar incident. Of course. So do you think this is... Uh, all right, because when I was reading about this, they were talking about, hey, you know, how do you let this go? Are, the Nigerian, are these people from Nigeria trying to get money out of them? Or do you think it was like somebody from Argentina that was like, we're going to fuck with this guy? Because they only asked for like $20,000. Like this guy probably could have just been like, oh, yeah, you need it. Yeah, I'll wire that to you right now. And it'd be done. I don't but know. Is it was it like Argentina fans that were doing it to mess with his head for the game? Because Argentina, if you remember, in the knockout stage or in the group stage, was borderline. Like they needed a strong right. win in that Nigeria game to to get a chance to go through. So was that part? Was I mean, this, anything I'd is possible. At, but uh, <laughs> it's just these kidnappings, though, in these countries. I mean, I know right now America sucks, America, <laughs> but. Jesus, man. I like to think that uh, uh, the worst that you suffer as an athlete or anything like that in this country is people just being real hateful on Twitter. Yeah, nobody's... Just shit talkers on Twitter. Nobody's going up to Rob Gronkowski's parents and holding him at gunpoint before the Super Bowl. Yeah, Gloria wasn't, a, uh, wasn't kidnapped after LeBron decided he was going to L.A. I think people probably would have wanted to. You know Delonte would have done it. Boom! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last story about Burdeck. Uh, more World Cup for you. Japan lost the heartbreaker to Belgium and Romelu Lukaku uh, in their round of uh, 16 match in the World Cup. And we now know who is to blame. It was an octopus named Rabio. So apparently a fisherman had caught Rabio before the start of the World Cup, and while it was in its plastic pool, Rabio accurately predicted the results of all three of Japan's group stage matches, which was a win over Colombia, a draw with Senegal, and a loss to Poland. Uh, it stuck it, like they put plastic cubes with the flags on it, and the octopus went over and like touched it, and they were like, oh, okay, that's the winner. Accurate on all three of those uh, matches. Well, right before, uh, or right at the end of the group stage, Rabia was killed and sold as seafood in the local market. 
And as you all know, Japan led 2-0 over Belgium, looked like they were going to have a stunning upset, and ended up choking the game away on a last-second goal to end the World Cup tournament. Uh, Twitter users in Japan are now calling this the curse of the octopus, saying that Japan will not win a World Cup for a century because of it. There you go. Uh, You've heard the curse Uh, of the goat with the the Cubs? The women won two World Cups ago, so they got that to to hang their hats on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If sure. they're that devastated, sure. just remember the women won. <laughs> did you see enough. what that what the Japan team did too? Did you see the, left a note? Yeah, like left a note saying thank yeah, you and yeah. like clean the locker room. Yeah, they were rock stars when they returned uh, this morning to uh, Japan. I they would have been like, bigger there was rock stars. All sorts of people. Yeah, I mean, had they if, won, the, if the octopus hadn't been killed. True. <laughs> what if the octopus had just predicted Belgium to win? Then, then that octopus is really getting killed. Yeah, like they're gonna. Are you still gonna blame it on the octopus at that point? That octopus is sushi already. I mean, it's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that octopus, he gone. Uh, <laughs> I just love these fucking weird ass uh, like curses that people come up with and reasons why their team loses. Oh, the octopus got killed. That's why we lost. It's not because Belgium is one of the best teams in the tournament and because uh, and Japan Romelu- just choked it away. Yeah, yeah I and mean. if you saw that last goal too, man. I did. It was so pretty. I th- like they, they had that set up so perfectly where it looked like Romelu was going to take the shot yeah. and he just let it go past to the open guy behind him. Oh, the vision it's on that. one of the rare oh, things so that good. I've seen on this World Cup so far. That was the only time I had seen anything live was the end of that game. And I thought, ah, gee, I tuned in and Japan totally shit the bed. <laughs> Probably one of the better games just in finales. I mean, not if you're a Japan fan, though. Just right. over the entire World Cup. I mean, the World Cup's been super exciting. It's been good. Let's talk about that for a few minutes here. Uh, this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets and by Sean Miller Cellmate. <laughs> I hope somebody has dedication for us that uh, someday. I, I can't miss this episode of Craft Fruit Sports. I got to call in and defraud, d- d- defraud somebody so I can get a, get, get the hookup. Hey man, you got twelve ounce sports? You don't? Oh man! All right, I'm gonna call in. We're, <laughs> Squad goals. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That is the that is the the height right there, right there. Just. That's how you know you've made it when somebody defrauds a restaurant to get you shit. 11 calls to a cable company, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, All right. Well, World Cup, I know you said you haven't really been watching anything. Uh, We're down to the quarterfinals. Uh, There have been some shocking results in this World Cup. Russia is still in it somehow. Oh, I wonder how that could be. Is it because Russia America tampered in the World Cup? (laughs) We did. We tanked it so that Russia could move on to the quarterfinals. We, oh, it all, it's we all owed circle. them one. <laughs> Depending on who you are as an American, I guess. Uh, that was one of the more shocking uh, instances. There's been a lot of controversy around the England-Columbia uh, game. England upset Columbia. They broke their penalty streak. Uh, penalty shot streak where they just couldn't get things done in penalty shots. Uh, they were able to overcome shots. <laughs> <laughs> Not those penalty shots. It's already seventeen point two percent. I feel, I feel warm. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. Like I feel it under the eyes. This is this shit's gonna be a. I can't wait to talk as to a, Courtney trying to an, keep my shit together. As an update, I will say you're right. Once not taking giant swigs, the flavor's good. It's so boozy. Yeah. It's, no, it's so boozy, boozy. But, but I mean, but the, flavor, it, like, in a good the way. flavor's there, though, for it's having It's a very all that muted booze. IPA. 
just covered in booze. These are back to back, just mind fuck beers. It really is having show beers with IPAs that are just inexplicable on their flavor and everything that makes them up. Yeah. Thank you, Tavor, for really (laughs) opening us up to beers that I didn't even know could exist. Right. Um, Anyway, so with uh, who's left in the World Cup, you've got Argentina out. You've got Portugal out. So Messi and Ronaldo are out. The two best players in the world are out of the World Cup. This is like, as that was happening, I was like, of course this is the year that a team like Russia or Uruguay makes a deep run because we've seen these weird things all the last few years with like the Cubs winning the world series and breaking that curse and Cleveland getting their championship. Like this is the year that a Messi or a Ronaldo just bows out early in the tournament. And we're stuck with teams that were like, man, there's a lot of fucking white guys on the field. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you backing the rest of the way? Who's your team the rest of the way? Mm, I'm going to have to go with the Brits. You son of a bitch. Hey, we already, Got our independence from them a long time ago, so uh, let let them go on ahead. They, they they're on a winning streak. They had the royal wedding. They can win the World Cup. It just everything's <laughs> coming up England at the moment. I'm back in England. You the, son of a bitch. <laughs> the motherland. It's not the motherland. The motherland was bounced too. Germany. Germany got bounced. That's the the motherland. I'm in America's motherland. I know. You're, you're just <laughs> wrong. You're wrong on this one. Okay. Like, I, let me take a W for once in my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Joe, who are you pulling for the rest of the way in the World Cup? Uh, obviously, Russia. I mean, they're going <laughs> to make it somehow that they win. <laughs> and when they win, they're going to put MAGA hats on. <coughs> uh, should we put some bets down for, uh, for no. the remaining? No. I haven't watched a <laughs> no. single second. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, it's, we'll just do one-to-one shots. It won't be anything crazy with odds. We'll just do you bet a shot on a team that you want to win. Sure. Who's your team? I'm going with Belgium. Field. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha there, sucker. uh, Well played, Joe. Uh, And you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) No, do you want to take England for a shot? No, he's not going to take England. I'm not doing it either. Why not? It's a fucking shot, man. Because I keep beating you. I just don't, you know, it's kind of getting old. What? You son of a bitch. Oh, you son of a bitch. Should I not have said that? Oh, okay. (laughs) Who else is left? So you got England, you got Belgium, uh, Uruguay, uh, you've got Russia. Trying to think of who the games are that are coming up. I could look it up, but I I really don't want to. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's why we're not betting on it, because does anybody really care all that much? It's just an excuse to take shots, man. Come on. That's all this is. You can just come on the show and take a shot. Mm. When Belgium loses, <laughs> you just come on the show and take a shot. If Belgium wins, I get to give you each a shot. Deal? <sighs> and if they lose, I'll take two. All right? That's it. You get the field, too. Done. There you go. Scott and Joe both take the field. Go ahead. Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium, Sweden, England, Russia, Croatia. Oh, they played Brazil. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm done well, tomorrow. Deal, deal's it. Deal's a deal. You're taking two shots. I am done tomorrow. No, I think that I don't think that game's tomorrow, but I am screwed as soon as the, it is tomorrow. All right, good. Well, now I know what I'm doing at work tomorrow. <laughs> Getting the stomach ready for shots? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> Next week, double shot coming my way. Can we talk something more, America? Sure, we can talk some more, America. Hot dog eating contest, <laughs> baby! 11 time champ, Joey Chestnut! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's something we all watched, right? You, oh, everybody oh God, tuned yes. into that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I watched like 
from the <clears throat> the twelve o'clock mark, and it's like, yeah. all right, so they've got forty minutes of just BSing before they actually get to the competition. I watched not just every BSing. Of it. George Shea's amazing intros. No, no, no. But I mean, even before that, no, where they did yeah, like the backstories yeah. and the, the the packages just to hype everything up, and the interviews with people that you know aren't gonna win, and all that fun stuff. And it's like. <laughs> I really want to just get to the hot dog eating contest, but this, this other stuff is so well produced. They go all out. It is really amazing the the effort that they put into the hot dog eating contest. The the coverage is just outstanding. Um, I love every year. I love George Shea doing Badlands Booker's intro rap. Oh, that God, is yes. the highlight of my Fourth of July every single year. And this year took it up a notch with Badlands rapping with him. Yeah. Oh man, I was like, is this Badlands last year? Because there's no way you're going to do a duet right. rap if this is... It. I mean, he's done, right? There's no way Badlands comes back. I don't know. Well, how do you top rapping with George Shea next year? He's not going to win, so... You resurrect Nate Dog and have him do the hook? What? He gets hologram Nate Dog. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only way to top what just happened, is to, to resurrect Nate Dog and have him do a hook. <laughs> oh, man. I... Man, don't they have to like pull audio from like past tracks? How are they going to get a hot dog hook out of Nate Dog? Well, they got the dog part. That's all it's, you need. It's that's 20, all you need, dude. You know be, he said hot somewhere be, in a I was song. Say it's twenty nineteen. Yeah, they then. can make it work. They, we can make it happen. All right, so that's what we're pushing for for next year. Since I don't even know if Joey Chestnut's going to be back. Everybody said once he set the record this year, this could be it. Um, he might be done. So if he's not back, all I have to look forward to is hologram Nate Dog. Joining in on the Badlands Booker rap. Yeah. Well, let's play some bets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hang on a second, though, because we did do this in our Facebook group, and uh, I said he was not going to set the record. It was going to be too hot and humid. Uh, Scott did claim record. Joe, did you think he was going to set the record on this one? Uh, no. I, I, I mean, I had no... I was specifically going off the fact that he had set a record two years in a row, and I knew with him getting 73 last year, I thought, oh, he he wants to get that 75. That that was my only motivation for saying, yeah, he'll set a record. Is He was really going to try his damnedest to get to 75, and he finished one short. Did he, though? Yes. Because there is controversy on this. There ain't no controversy. There is controversy. No, bro. Yeah, it's Joey Chestnut. It was a handily one match anyways, because the next dude, the next closest dude, Carmen was what, like 10 away? I was going to say. Yeah, so it's... No, 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 he was 20 away, because just Joey had 74, so he was 20 <laughs> Yeah, away. so he was 10 away at the at the unofficial results. Well, so it was well in hand. That's why they and call then him unofficial. all of a sudden, they were like, oh, we missed a plate. Let's add some more to Joey. He got 74, everybody. World record. Hey! Ain't no controversy. I'm calling shenanigans on that shit. Yeah, well, you can call shenanigans this all is, you want. This is... That's the, why they call it unofficial? 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 <laughs> is it unofficial results? <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> two times tonight that we've pronounced words just fucking up. I can't even blame the beer. That was just me being horrible with words. Jesus. Uh, I, I'm. Do you think there? Uh, well, you don't think, so. Joe. Do you think there's any type of controversy around this? Because I think it's kind of shady that the whole story going in was: Is Joey going to set the record? And then he doesn't come close to it. He's not even. He doesn't even hit seventy. And then they're like, 
Oh, but we missed a plate. So here he's at 74. Okay, yeah, 74. It's a new record. Yeah, who knows? He just said, hey, look at my plates. These plates are done. The other guy said, this is How do we my know plate? that was his plate? Okay, the only thing that I will say. That could have been Stoney's plate that he just stole and was like, I had this one too. And they were like, oh, you're right, Joey. The only thing I'll, I'll we say that you. would make it or, or that <coughs> made it weird in the other direction, because it's weird kind of both ways if you look at it, right? If you look at it the one way where you're like, okay, well, they just had an extra plate and boom, magically beat the record. My thought was, Oh my god, he finished well off of last year and the year before's pace as far as getting there because he wasn't even close based on the numbers that were popping up on TV and I thought, I know he's well ahead but he's way behind his own pace. I thought that was weird. Yeah, so it was saying like so far behind his own record didn't seem right either. Well, but it, if you were looking at the dogs per minute, it was hovering around like 7.8, right. 7.9 but then it would drop down really low. And then it would pick back up. So I was just thinking, he just had, he slowed down towards the end. I mean, he had it in hand. There was no like need to really way go crazy. Too far off. But it also seemed, that's a lot of hot dogs to miss. You're, this is the premier eating competition. Well, And, and you're going to gonna miss an entire to, plate? Well, there is some shenanigans going well, on. Well, but though, I've always wondered, and when you've got stuff like this happening, and this is why, oh, we found an extra plate. Why the hell aren't there automatic counters? I mean, why 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 are we using it's, people it's people an with eating a, content? I know, but we're using people with pen and paper, and we're counting plates. Come on, there's got to be a more sophisticated I just way. It. To I love keep that track. there's the the person behind them with the flipboard that's ah, never that's, right. Yeah, that they're just like, what what do I set it at? I don't know. I'll and just, I don't know how I'll you because I mean the the buns are all soaking and there's. There's bread flying all over the place, but he's shoving hot dogs in his mouth. And so I always think it's weird in general how they actually keep track because I know it's supposed to be hot dogs and buns, but does he really eat 74 buns when most of it's in the water and the pieces right. fly off? Like, he is- really only eats the hot dogs, like, right. like that you can confirm that number of hot can dogs. Can we just get rid of the buns? Like, I know. Yeah, no, I, I know don't even know buns, why they bother. With I know the, the buns, buns are like part of it because the. It yes. expands and all that shit, and yeah. it makes it harder to eat. But fuck it, we want to see some crazy numbers, so just eat the hot dogs. Like I don't care anymore. Don't make them eat yeah, the buns. No, don't make I, them dunk the bun in the yeah. lemonade or whatever they're doing. It's and, just water. No, I think that some of them use lemonade. Oh, Joey uses water. <laughs> no, I mean he does. He talks about his training regimen. I heard two interviews with him this week, so <laughs> I listened to two two different <laughs> sources of interviews <laughs> where he talked about his training regimen. Like. I was fascinated by this We have just spent like at least five minutes on the show really dissecting the hot dog eating championships. This is some of the best best podcasting we've ever done. (laughs) Over 21,000 calories. Joey Chestnut. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot, man. How do those guys not shit their pants? How do they not die right there in the moment? Do you guys think they have like a separate like tent hidden behind somewhere that is just the the, vomit the lounge tent. the lounge the vomit tank. tent yeah <laughs> it's all just shit your pants tent just come on back here and shit them out fellas that's so many hot dogs man i can't imagine that he said it takes him two weeks to recover from it too i believe it and he How also you- in that moment like right after the competition he gains anywhere from 24 to 30 pounds like you know pre-scale or you know on the scale pre-contest yeah. versus afterwards that's insane to put your body through that much. My wife, 30, 30 pounds in 10 minutes. My wife, the borderline vegetarian, was watching it, and, and she hates the hot dog eating. Like, absolutely hates it. Even a before she became do. even before she became a vegetarian, she was like, this is just so disgusting yeah. to watch. But she's sitting there watching it, and she goes, 
think about how many animals died for this. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, Debbie Downer. Yeah. Just wreck and scratch. Bring this one to a halt. Thanks, for, for a bunch of guys to just that. shove them in their mouth in 10 minutes. <laughs> also, I, it could also be the other people. Think about how many starving people that could oh yeah yeah well it's yep. just these gluttonous people doing it for sport. that is that is 100 why the terrorists hate us because <laughs> that's all they see pumped through in all of these terrorist training camps is just hot dog eating, hot contest. dog eating contest and they're like are you hungry i'm starving look at what they're fucking doing over there it's like oh those motherfuckers for shits and giggles <laughs> for a mustard belt <laughs> <laughs> But man, it's good to eat. It's so good good to eat. I wish they would air more eating contests. I had a group text going with some of my coworkers, and that that was the number one thing that, man, as great a job as ESPN does covering the event and producing it and doing everything, they need to do that daily. If they're going to put that much production in it, I'd watch more ESPN. You know what would get me to sign up for ESPN Plus? Major contest. League Eat it. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd think pay about $5 all the a other month to watch some of that. sports that you don't want to watch that they televise yeah. and have production for. Eating contest. And I want to see you hear about all these other contests that all of these guys have won and they've got That's the records what I'm, for. Yeah. I want to see them. When it said Joey Chestnut ate 165 pierogies in like eight minutes, I was like, yeah. I would pay so much money to watch that. That he sounds was, he amazing. He was at the Oktoberfest about two years ago. Yep. And he keeps I went coming and saw in. Him, yeah. yeah. He does yeah. the yeah. Well, we I, actually tried to get him on the show last year when he was at Oktoberfest, and he was like, "Sorry, I'm not in town." And we were like, "No, no, no, we're, we're in, in the town that you are coming to." Yeah. And he was like, "He ghosted us." Okay, bye. <laughs> and just fucking ignored the tweet. Uh, what, I want to try to get him on the show. I would love to have oh, Joey Chestnut God, yeah. on the show. That'd be a great one. <sighs> be a good one to sign that banner, Joey Chestnut. The Joey shout Chestnut out, signature. Shout out to Glenn. Hell yeah. For, Shout for out to Glenn. This, this banner. This sweet banner. Uh, yeah, definitely. We're uh, upgrading on our uh, decor, if you will. You got Scott has the sweet uh, banner behind him. I have my son's toys behind me. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, a really nice. The dichotomy is <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so uh, Joey Chestnut gets the W. Do you think he comes back next year? Oh, yeah. Do you think he comes back just to get 75? Is yep, that it? That's Joey it. Chestnut that's keeps it. coming back until he gets 75. If he had gotten 75 this year, I think it would have been a walk-off thing. You finish one short, <coughs> he's got one more in him. One more. And you have you get 12 belts, you get to 75, and that you ride off in the sunset. Who is the the heir to the throne? Like, I know Carmen Sincati. I don't know, because... It, there, he, Carmen Sincati has come in second two years in a row now. And that's fine, but I don't know. You say heir to the throne, and it's like, there's nobody that's in line to take the place of Joey Chestnut because he's so far I don't think anybody will be as good. Although there was that, uh, they're starting to pump up that dude from Japan, that Max, uh, I can't think of his name now. He was a rookie this year. It was his first uh, contest this year. Anything about but him. they're pumping him up about the next Kobayashi. Oh, so okay. he could be the next one that steps up. But I, I think Carmen Sincati could come in and be the one that wins it next year if Joey's not there. Because I will never bet against Joey no, again. No, you you cannot pay me enough to. The only thing I'll lose on is whether or not he sets a record. I, right. But I will always pick Joey Chestnut if he's to in win. Yeah. Uh, and I think Matt Stoney has fallen off so much that he's I done. don't think. I mean, in that competition at least, he's he gets dusted. Yeah, it's not he, even close. He had that one win, and then ever since then he has been uh, just non-existent. Right. It's kind of ridiculous. Are we good? All right, uh, we'll, we'll switch gears. Uh, we have our uh, our guest 
hopefully on the line. Uh, we are talking tonight to former U.K. linebacker, former ne- Nebraska linebacker. Uh, he played at Cardinal Mooney High School in Youngstown, Ohio, and also played for my pops at the South Catholic Big Cardinals. Uh, Courtney Love. Courtney, you on the line, bud? Yeah, I got you. How you doing? Hey, Courtney. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. We really appreciate it, dude. Uh, so we wanted to talk to you, man. So you have had no, some... No, you're, you're good, man. Uh, you've had some invites to some rookie training camps. Uh, we saw that you uh, you tried out for Cleveland, tried out for Pittsburgh. So we wanted to talk to you a little bit, man, about what's been going on, uh, how that process has been going, and uh, what we can expect from you coming up here in the future. Um, you know, I've been... Uh... Now I've been coaching at UK, so that's been going really well, and um, trying to get a a good jump on it, and, you know, just getting a chance to to learn. Um, you know, I mean, like a where uh, they a short list player to where like with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, um, if someone gets hurt or injured, then they would call me in. But uh, I, I'm a type I can't I can't really just. Been around and wait on it, so I um, accepted a graduate assistant coaching position job at UK. Dude, that's awesome! That, and that's honestly, man, everything that uh, you know, I've known you since you were in seventh grade, and everything that I've heard is you are like the nicest guy in the world. I feel like coaching is right up your alley. Uh, so I, I think that's awesome news to hear, man. I'd love to see you catch on at a team because uh, I, I think you can still play at that level. But uh, I think that's a good fallback plan to have, man. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's been it's been a real good uh, thing for me so far. So let me ask you this, Court: You played under Bo Pelini at Nebraska, and you also played under Mark Stoops at uh, Kentucky. Is Bo Pelini as much of a psycho all the time as we've seen in all of his clips, where he's just screaming, <laughs> blood vessels popping out of his face? <laughs> Is he like that nonstop? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, he's not like that all the time. But, you know, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a guy who's just passionate. And, I, and you know, you know, being from Youngstown, football is, is everything. And, um, you know, when it's something that you're making a living out of, um, you know, you definitely want to put your all into it. And that's what a lot of people do um, from Youngstown. And uh, Bo is just, you know, he's someone, like I said, just passionate. And he just wants his guys to do great. And, uh, you know, he wants to win. That's the that's the bottom line. He wants to win, and he wants you know boys to become men when they when they leave his program. All right, Court. Uh, we know that the Stoops family is also pretty uh, animated and pretty crazy. So, has Mark Stoops had any uh, instances that you've seen where you're like, oh, okay, that's the Youngstown football mentality right there, <laughs> just the craziness? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, and that's that was probably one of the biggest reasons why. When I was, uh, you know, making my decision to transfer, um, you know, I wanted to transfer back to, you know, uh, a Youngstown guy and someone where it was going to be like home because, you know, Nebraska was 13 hours away, but it still felt like home because I had Bo, I had, you know, Tim Beck, I had uh, Coach Merrill out there, Tim Marlowe was out there for a little bit, um, you know, just guys like that that were always around um, from Youngstown and, you know, me just growing up knowing those guys and then. You know, coming here to Kentucky, it was it was a no brainer because uh, Coach Merrill got on the staff here with Coach Stoops, and then you got Lafano, he's here. So um, there's just a lot of young know, connections, and 
um, it just makes it feel like home again. Dude, that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, I do love that. Like, that's what I find about Youngstown players. They all tend to gravitate towards Youngstown coaches and just sort of hang on as much as they can to that that Steel Valley high school football that you that you grew up with. Uh, speaking of that, right. so you grew up. Your one of your first coaches was my dad. Uh, how does he rank in terms yep. of uh, craziness compared to <laughs> Bo Pelini and Mark Stoops? Oh, honestly, I would say he's right up there. I mean, he, <laughs> he was. I mean, he was always. He was always on this. Um, Big though, on the other hand, your brother. He he was. He was a little tough too, but uh, you know, it was fun. But because those guys like. You know what they did was they were they were really like our, uh, you know, our mentors going into like you know Mooney and before going into Mooney and just getting us like, you know, ready and primed to be winners and and uh, always want to be like the best out there no matter, you know, what your size was you know no matter what those guys were, um, I mean they were just on us and and they stayed on us and I I owe them a lot of, um, a lot of you know credit and a lot of my success goes right back to them because those are the roots and the foundation that, you know, helps lay, you know, the discipline and the accountability and, you know, working hard and, you know, running sprints after practice and being the team, being a team guy and, you know, just things like that. It was, it was just awesome. How many times did you want to punch my brother in the face <laughs> when you were playing for him? I, I, I never, I never really got in, like got, had a problem with him. But I, I, one thing I do want to punch him in the face for is I told him to name his kid uh, middle name Courtney, and he did <laughs> And he's had three man. He had so many opportunities too. He totally blew that. Right, right. I told him, every time I heard he was. He was having a new new kid. I was like, I was like, so you gonna make the middle name Courtney or what? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Courtney, so no, you that's, that's my guy. You had an, uh, I mean, obviously Courtney Love is a, a pretty well known name. I know it's a little bit older than than you. You know, growing up, <laughs> you didn't really have to deal with Courtney Love like we heard when when Scott and I were growing up. But uh, obviously, Courtney Love is a pretty well known name, and it actually got to the point where on one of the late night shows the singer Courtney Love shouted you out for uh, winning the, the Warful Trophy, right? Uh, what is that like? And yeah, how yeah. often did you have to deal with people coming up to you being like, oh, Courtney Love, like uh, like married to Kurt Cobain? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it's it's, a, it's actually, it's been a lot of fun. Because um, I got a chance to talk to her a couple times and um, like on back and forth on Twitter, we DM'd and everything like that. But, uh, before that, like when I was probably in kindergarten, when I really first started like hearing about it, like my teachers would say stuff to me about it, and like teachers would think I'm joking if I tell them my name, or if I go to like football camps. Um, one time I was in the airport and they thought I was kidding, and they they like were giving me a hard time. They're like, "Just give me your ID right now." I give my ID so I can just say, "I'm like, no, that's my name." So I, I, my, I like looked myself up online and showed her. So it was just, it was crazy. But um, it's been fun though because now I'm starting, I'm starting to uh, like try to listen to some of the music um, that that she's had and uh, with Kurt Cobain and all that. So uh, when we went to our bowl game um, in Nashville, I told this band I was playing. Uh, that my that was my name, and they just like went crazy, and they started playing <laughs> all like Nirvana. So it was, it was pretty sweet. Oh shit, man! So, 
Well, Courtney, we always like to ask our guests a bunch of these uh, really quick hitter questions. So we're just going to hit you with some questions and you just answer them. Whatever first pops into your mind. You ready to go? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Um, let's start off with an easy one. Um, plain cake donuts. Yay or nay? I say yay. Yeah. That's All right. right. <laughs> uh, Jordan or LeBron? <laughs> That again, sorry. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Oh, I gotta go with LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's over two. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> current version of Tiger Woods is he back? No, nah, he's not back. That's yeah, right. That's court. correct. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When you button your shirt, uh, do you button from top down or you do you button from bottom up? I honestly, I think I go from like the second down and then I come back into the top. Man, that's an L for me. I take the L on that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sticking with clothing, uh, do you zip your pants and then button or do you button and then zip? Button and then zip. Yep. There you go. Oh, right enough. answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Ooh, a Christmas movie. Um, so are you saying which one do I like? No, no, no. Just in general, the first Die Hard, is it considered a Christmas movie? Yay or nay? Oh, um, nay. Yeah! There you go. That's right, Court. Very well. And, and finally, the, the, biggest, the biggest one, this, this is the one that causes, causes the most consternation. Is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Oh! Suck it! I gotta go. I gotta save the hot dog. I just go to the hot thank, dog. Thank you, sir. I don't, I don't eat a lot of bread anymore. So <laughs> that is the correct answer. Don't worry. No reason to explain any further. Court, I've loved you for so long, man, and then you hit me with that, and I just question everything about myself. Uh, so here's here's something yeah. for you, man. Now you played middle linebacker at uh, at UK in Nebraska. It's a position that's known for being hyper aggressive. You got to kind of be a psycho on the field. But everybody that knows you knows you as the nicest guy in the world. How do you manage that switch? Like, how do you flip that to where you're this super nice dude? Like, even talking to you, setting up this interview, you were like, oh, hope you have a great day. Hope you had a great holiday. And I'm like, man, this dude is, <laughs> is the nicest kid. And then you watch highlights of you playing, and it's like, he's also a psycho. How do you flip that switch? Um, you know, honestly, my dad just, my dad taught me a lot of just like, you know, discipline and being able to, you know, separate being on the field and off the field and, you know, treating people the way I would, I would want to be treated and, uh, you know, just making somebody's day better. Um, just being a special person, um, to people every single day. And then, uh, you know, obviously on the field, you know, there's no friends and, you know, like we learned at Mooney, um, you know, obviously we say, we were for Mooney against no one, but, uh, you know, when we're on that field, we're trying to kill somebody. So, you know, that's, that's the main goal. Gord, I got to be honest. I was never uh, – I never agreed to that. I was against a lot of people, uh, and I got in trouble by Cooney quite a bit for that. But, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a cross I had to bear. Uh, so right. take us through what the rookie mini camps were like, man. So you, you uh, went to Berea for Cleveland. You went to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and tried out at those rookie mini camps. What would they put you through? What'd you have to do with those mini camps? Uh, you know, it was really uh, a quick like simulation of what they would do, like their first like 
three days of um like camp and uh so that's that's pretty much what we did um but it was with guys who were like the free agents uh the guys who were um undrafted free agents from last year uh or like practice squad guys and then um like the guys that got picked up this year so basically what we did we did a lot of drills a lot of um film study and uh we installed um a couple of different defenses and then we did actually like uh good on good versus the offense and um then we did like special teams so it's pretty much the same format um with both the Steelers and and uh Cleveland and uh you know it went really well I had a good time and met a lot of guys made some great connections um and uh got a chance to, you know, talk to some guys that I played against throughout the years and, uh, you know, things like that. So it was, all in all, it was a really great experience and a blessing, you know, just to be a part of that. You talk about the uh, the no friends on the field. How weird is it when you meet those guys off the field then after just trying to knock somebody's head off and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, we can be cool now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different because like, you'll, you'll look at some guys like, oh, let me see uh, – there was a, a kid, um, no, actually, I'll just say, um, Nick Chubb, he was on the phone with Sonny Michelle during, during camp, uh, when I was at the Browns and, uh, he's like talking, he's talking smack and, uh, he was, he showed Sonny the, the phone and he's like, yeah, this is, this is the dude from Kentucky that we ran over. And I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, well, ask, I was like, ask Sonny, does he remember? What happened on third and one? I stopped him in the backfield. And it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. So we just take shots at each other. Court, what's the one play? Looking back at your college career, both Nebraska and UK, what's the one play that you can point to that you're like, that was the best thing that happened to me in my time in college? Um, I say when uh, I saw the I saw the guard pull against Louisville and uh, Lamar Jackson was running right behind him and I just went in and just hammered him. <laughs> <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was one of my favorite plays. Well, uh, switching things to maybe something not so uh, <laughs> fond of a memory, uh, my wife is a huge UK fan and so we were watching the uh, <clears throat> UK-Florida game and uh, that was a Brutal. pretty tough loss to take. But was that your toughest loss in your football career so far, or is there another one that stands out where you're like, "Man, we we you know we let that one go, and I wish we could have uh, finished that one." I don't know if I could, if anything will ever match that. Honestly, I mean, that was that was a program changer right there. I think, um, and I don't know. That was that was tough because. Because there was one specific play that I think would have changed the game too. I, I missed a sack. I just completely missed the, the quarterback. But um, you know, we had two guys that were wide open uh, that we left open, and yeah, that was that's probably the worst, the worst ever. Yeah, thanks for that, Scott. Wait, 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 wait <laughs> I just wanted to know. I know you're just a dick. I get it. Uh, Court. No, I thought. <laughs> who is the one team? that you absolutely despise in college football? Like the one team that you hated playing, you wanted to just kill them every time? Uh, I got to I gotta say Louisville because they just, I don't know, there's just something about when, I went, <laughs> when we went there my first year playing here. And uh, the year, actually the year that I couldn't play when I had to sit out, they just like, we were, we were whooping them like 28-7, I think. And 
then one of our uh, linebackers goes and throws the ball into the stadium, and then we get a bad uh, bad field position um, yeah. after he catches the interception, and it was just awful from that point on. And and um, you know that that changed the game. And that's when Lamar Jackson came in the game, and he just took over the game and just made us look silly. And uh, ever since then, I just I've just hated him. And then we went to play him there my first year. I just couldn't understand why everybody really didn't, you know, why it was such a big rivalry. But when I got off the bus, I hated it. I don't know why, but I hated it. And we ended up winning that game when they were, like, ranked. I think they were ranked, like, top eight at the time. Yeah, that was uh, uh, 2016, right, when you, you recovered the fumble that set up the game-winning touchdown on uh, on that game against Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching that you, Court. I was following the career, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Court, we really appreciate you taking some time, man. This was awesome to talk to you. It was great to hear from you, bud. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best of luck. If if the teams don't call, I'm glad to hear you got something lined up at UK, uh, and I'll be I'll be tuning in, watching for you on the sidelines. I'm expecting to see some Papa B style where you're throwing your hat and yelling at the officials. <laughs> getting in somebody's face uh, so take some of that oh, yeah. take yep. some of that Vic Berlon style and and bring it to UK man but thank you so much for uh, for talking oh, about yeah. this court thanks Courtney thank you guys I have a good one all right you best too, of luck man. bud cheers man all right thank you all right guys that was Courtney Love and uh today's call with Courtney Love was actually brought to you by Rally House uh next time you need to suit up and rep your team be sure to go to 12ounceSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of every page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league plus NCAA teams and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OnSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. That was awesome. Man, I love that kid. That was fantastic. Court is the fucking man. He, man, I almost, I'm almost rooting for him to... I want him to catch get, on, man. No, I want him to catch on, but to be honest with you, <clears throat> man, that coaching thing, especially if he's passionate about it, that's the better... Like, it's right up his that, alley, that's man. That's the better track to end up taking because, I mean, if if he's on that fringe where it's like he's always going to have to kind of worry about you know waiting for that next call, man, just take the coaching thing and grab it and just run with it. And, I mean, there's, there's nobody that can tell you, ah, you can't really do this or whatever. There's always going to be job opportunity not only that, that not only that like courtney is such a good dude i don't want to see him get hurt i don't want to see him right bust it up like i mean we've talked about it before on the show i'm not going to let my son play football and i i kind of like the fact that courtney has gotten through college he he got himself into two amazing schools mm-hmm. at nebraska and and Which uk I, I meant to ask you and we, we didn't talk about it with him what what was the uh What's the situation there with why he transferred? It was when Polini. It was when Polini. Oh, okay, so it was, was his, fired. Yeah, his choice. Yeah, then. he decided okay. to go to UK. I, I wasn't sure if it was a, a situation where he, you know, wasn't going to start or whatever, and he had a better opportunity. No, in UK, he but. he was playing at Nebraska, and there mm-hmm. were there were quite a few Mooney guys on that squad. Mm-hmm. And then when Polini left, Courtney decided to go to UK and, and go to another Mooney guy. He went to Mark Stoops and played for Stoops. Gotcha. Uh, well, good so, for him though. That's awesome. It's that it's it, fantastic. Like, worked out like that. I mean. You go from the Big Ten. It was, they were still yeah, the Big, Big Ten, Ten at the time. Yeah. Okay, to the SEC. To, to the SEC. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's and, a great college and career. to an upswing SEC school like UK. Right. I know UK has this history of like ah, they're bottom of the barrel SEC, well, but they're they're an up and coming program. Well, and he he mentioned it there with you know <coughs> me mentioning the, the yeah. loss to Florida, or whatever. Yeah, but thanks it's for like, that. They they are on the the cusp right there of like getting into that 
second tier, I guess you could say, in the SEC where it's not just, okay, obviously it's Alabama and everybody else, but there's a large contingency of everybody else. Yeah. And they can slot right in there and the you know, they're capable of because they're in the right. SEC, like playing to that level right. year in and year out. Right. All right, everybody. The drunk line is open for uh, at least another 10 minutes or so. 440-37-DRUNK. You can call in with anything you want to talk about. You can talk about court. You can talk about the hot dog eating contest. uh, (laughs) Or we can talk about LeBron going to L.A. So it is official since our last recording. LeBron is officially uh, an L.A. Laker. Um, He went out west. I'm going to have to do a beer bong after the show here on Instagram Live. Um, Everybody in the NBA is going out west, though. Like... Paul George left Indian uh, left Indiana. He went back to OKC. Everybody seems to be going to the West. So now the East is, I don't want to say wide open because it's not really wide open. It's pretty much coming down to Boston, Philly, or Toronto for the East uh, where, with Boston that's going to be leading that one. Uh, so do you, think that, uh, do you think that it's time the NBA changes their playoff structure and goes gets rid oh, of west I, versus I thought, east. I actually thought that probably about 5 or 6 years ago. This is this has been one of those things long time coming and in the way that everything <clears> is structured, <throat> I don't like the east versus west. Just throw them all in and let them play each other, seed them 1 through 16 and just go for it. Joe's shaking his head no on that one and Joe is the resident NBA expert on That's this one. Fine. So you are against this decision, Joe. Well, I'm I wouldn't say that I'm against it. I'm saying that Adam Silver is against it because his whole thing is competitive balance. And and if All he right, Silver and if he <laughs> doesn't and if he doesn't well it's not his choice that the players are going west. <clears throat> He's going to keep it that way so if people want an easier pass, they can go to the east and then balance back out the NBA. It's just that they're all That's deciding fair. to go together out there. Why are these guys all going out west? Like, why is there this influx of talent going out west? Now, I know, like, Golden State has drafted well, well and gotten but, a core of their it, team through the draft, but it seems like... But if you look at it, though, it's been that way for a long time. Now, I know when you're talking about champions, there's been some East teams sprinkled in there. Detroit had their runs, and then Boston, you know, or whatever. But if you look at... I mean, I guess you can say almost since Jordan retired and then this whole next phase took over. The West has always been the place where the strongest teams at least reside for the most part. And so, I mean, that competitive balance thing, I know it can swing easily at any given time. It could just go where everything was East, but it's been the West for a long time now for the most part. So, I mean, that's why I don't understand why you don't just say, eh, you know what, screw it. We'll just put them all in together, and then, I mean, if the Western teams come out on top, fine. But at least when you're talking about those matchups that everybody want to see, everybody wants to see towards the end, they could potentially be the the finals matchup. I mean, if everybody is saying, well, it should have been Houston and the Warriors this season playing for the title, and those were the two best teams, well, then damn it, why weren't they playing for the title? I mean. Sure, it was nice to see the Cavs, I guess, with LeBron. But, I mean, if those matchups were going to happen prior to anyway in a 16-team format where you just threw everybody in there, then then let them happen that way rather than saying, well, you know, but each year we're going to go in knowing that the two best teams aren't going to play each other in the finals. They're just going to play each other in a conference I think final. as much as I would love to see it break down that way where it's just, all right, top 16 teams are in, Scheduling-wise throughout the season is what determines those top 16 teams. 
and you can't really have these games where guys oh, are no, crisscrossing around yeah, the country. There's, there's a lot of logistics so, that like, don't work. Right, but. So, but it almost inflates things because then you have these Western Conference teams beating up on each other, and that's going to affect their record negatively. Eastern Conference teams are going to beat up on these shitty Eastern Conference teams, so Boston's going to mm-hmm. end up being a better ranked team than they actually should be if you consider the West being you know as, as strong as it is. So it's really hard to say, all right, well, we'll just put the top 16 together and let them figure it out without completely changing how the NBA is scheduled and played. Like there's just, I, I don't foresee a way to do it as much as I would love to see it happen. And I, and this isn't just NBA. I would love to see this happen in all sports. No, I, and I agree. Like I, yeah. I'm not just saying that, oh, this is an NBA problem. I think all sports would be better I mean, off just to I see argue, it once you get there. I argue with college football that top four teams should be in regardless of conference. If that means four right. SEC teams are the best four SEC are the best four teams, then they should be the ones that are in there. Correct. Uh, but you know, people don't like that. And it, it also, let's look at it money wise, regional TV deals. You don't want right. to, you don't want everybody you from don't the same area parts of the country. Uh, so yeah, it, it. there's all kinds of business logistics that go behind <laughs> it. I would love to see a way for the NBA to figure this out where they could just get all 16, the top 16 teams go in. And maybe that's, maybe it, Maybe the solution is going further than the top 16 to account for the fact that you've got guys playing regionally mm-hmm. during the season, and then that, all right, well, they, they took some hits, but they're still better than this bottom feeder in the east over here. So right. instead of 16, we go 32 teams and just have a big fucking tournament. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you said that, and I thought... There's not even 32 NBA teams. I was wondering if you were going to catch. I'm looking at them like, quick math. Just uh, do, that's not right. There's not 32 teams. As soon as I said it, I was like, is he going to pick up on this? And you like, you hesitated for a second. I saw the wheels turn. Yeah, I definitely was looking at you like, just did, go, just, did this motherfucker just say I just 32? added teams. Fuck it. No, I know what you did, but I just thought, <coughs> did, did I miss something? Just let everybody into the playoffs. Fuck it. Go NHL style where the regular season doesn't mean shit. Everybody gets into the playoffs and then you, you just fucking deal with it. Yeah. No, I mean, the points you, you make are valid and what Joe said. And I mean, there's it, it'll never happen. But I just think it would be nice to be able to see a Warriors. I agree. Rockets finals. I, I agree. Mean, it, I, Again, I understand why it probably won't and how much of a cluster it would be to make it happen, but it would just be nice if every year you were able to see the best two teams. But isn't that – that's the same argument it's that we've been sport. having forever. That's right. why this podcast exists because our arguments from that's back in true. the college yeah. days about yeah. you know getting the best two teams on the field and all that other shit. Like it all comes full circle essentially. <laughs> we've just been having the same conversation in a different variant. We'll just since keep bringing been, it back up. Right. Every playoffs, we'll just keep talking yeah. about it. Um, all right, so you said before – LeBron to LA, it doesn't change anything. You're you still yeah, think Golden State, and week, now that yeah. Boogie is there, it really doesn't change anything. Yeah. Joe, do oh. you want to change your pick of Houston coming out of the West now that Boogie has gone to Golden State? Do you want a chance to back out of your Houston pick? What I got to pick right now? Because I'm asking you to. Because real men it's going to change again. Real, real men picking like, July, bro. Not, like I did last year we're with not, the Warriors. Well, it's not done. Free agency wow, is not so done. Crazy. Yeah, you picked the best team and you stuck with it. <laughs> I know, man. It took it, it took some balls. 
I had a lot of sleepless nights, but I never, I never wavered. Meanwhile, me and you got to do fucking beer bongs because this kid picked the best team and stuck with it like a asshole, I, uh, uh, like a smart person. I know. Fuck you. Here's what I'm gonna do from now on. By the way, whenever we're picking something, I am just riding your coattails. I'm picking whatever you pick. Until I completely trash your picks and throw you off. That's the only way that I'm making any type of comeback. Either we break even on this shit or I ruin your picks too. Either way, I'm <laughs> taking a W dirty on that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so next year, Warriors over Boston in four. Yeah, <laughs> Warriors, Warriors over Boston in four. What? At me, bro. <laughs> No, don't. Have it. <laughs> Jesus, man! If you're gonna if you're gonna piggyback me, get it right. Uh, let's talk about one more thing here before we uh, wrap up the show. Here, To is going to be uh, obviously getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's going to do his own Hall of Fame speech, not in Canton this year. Yeah, said he was well, originally announced when he got elected that he wasn't going to Canton. <clears throat> Completely, you know, shut it down. Said I'm not going. But then this week had a change of heart and just said, hey, stay tuned for announcement. Well, it turns out the announcement is that he's going to hold his own Hall of Fame ceremony induction, and he's going to do it at his uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee college, his uh, D, I think it's D2 school that he went to. Yeah. Yeah, um, But... D three? Oh, Joe. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Joe I was like, for, wow. it, D D three was what popped into my head, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, he didn't come out of D. But I should know. Niners took him in the third round. I do remember that. But uh, anyway, he he's gonna hold a Hall of Fame ceremony there, free to anybody who wants to show up. He's presumably just gonna make a, a an acceptance speech. I don't know. It's To, so God knows what's gonna it happen. It could get really crazy. Yeah. Um. But I actually think it's cool for a dude who, I mean, and this is still very me, me, because he's doing it and making this announcement and all that stuff. But, I mean, his motivations seem to be kind of pure. He said, hey, I want to do it at the place that molded me into the player that I became. And it being a D3 school, I mean, Chattanooga, Tennessee, nobody's going there for anything else. It's pretty cool that he decided to do I take that back. They are in the FCS. Oh, so they're 1AA. Okay. I you like how I go fucking early nineties style there? Yeah, you do. I don't even I stick like, with uh, I go, oh one double A, I get it. Youngstown <laughs> State. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean I I think it's kinda cool that he's doing it. I I still think it's ludicrous that he's not just gonna go to Canton and do it. I, I mean he's being contrarian. What's his I mean, what's his reasons for not going to because Canton? Because he didn't see it was just, the first ballot. He's protesting the fact that he wasn't he wasn't voted in last year. Well, yeah, and then you had all the people that he's going to go shake hands with, telling him he's a terrible teammate, and yeah, that, and then it was like, a cancer, and then it's just like, oh Nobody's yeah, he's going to say that here. to him on his Hall of Fame induction. See, I wanted him to go there and just not say a word, just give double middle fingers to everybody <laughs> and say, "Suck it," and that's his whole speech. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wanted him to go petty no matter what he did, and so it's pretty petty to deny it and then go do your own thing. But at the same time, you only go to the Hall of Fame once. It's one time, man. Like, it's your gold jacket moment. Like, Like, I mean, worst case scenario, reveal the bust. Go up there and pull a Jordan and just shit on everybody when you go up there. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we're we're all robbed of a potential amazing speech by T.O. where he just rips on the NFL the entire time. But are we really? Because he's probably still going to do something. It's not the same effect. No, I know, but I mean, this thing is still going to get televised. Doing it in front of 
Like right in front of the Hall of Fame, right? Come on, that's but, way more petty. But it, you, no, 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 you no, being I, I major that. team petty. I no, I understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm saying in 2018, he's still going to get enough media coverage to where it's not right. like, it's not like you're going to read about it on the back paper two no, days I later. Like, that. Oh, it's going to be a, like, it's going to be live. Yeah, it'll be. Somewhere. In, I was going to say it'll be instantaneous. So whatever <laughs> petty shit he does, I mean, we'll know about it immediately. But yes, to your point. It does knock it down a peg because he's not doing it in front of all of the guys that he's. I, that's what I want to see is like right in front of everybody because then people start booing him. Right. Like he's going to do this at, at Chattanooga and everybody's going to cheer and they're going to love it and right. they're going to eat it up. But I want to see him do it in front of the the stadium in Canton and just shit on the NFL in general because fuck the NFL. They're a bunch of fucking self-righteous assholes. They True. deserve it. So fuck them. But also to be fair though, it is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's not it's not sanctioned by the NFL. I mean, it's mostly fair. So I mean, it even if, if So it's almost his there, way of respecting the Hall of Fame but I'm not, the I was gonna say I'm not saying I'm not going that far because I don't think he has the foresight to, <laughs> to, to, to fix that angle where he's like, oh yeah, that's not even there. I respect those guys, but I'll still be shit on them. I'm not giving him that much credit, but I mean, it is just pro football, so there's that. I mean, you know, he he could still go there and just completely shit on the NFL, and most most people aren't gonna go to that thought of right. Oh, well, it's the pro football. Yeah, thing. no, I went. I didn't go there until you just said that, and, so. and it didn't dawn on me until the po- the thought just popped into my head. So that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have that much forward thinking for sure. To gonna to though. That's that's yeah, what uh, this comes down it to. Really is. Uh, you ready to get into some consumer can it? Yeah. All right. This has been a good fucking show, man. This, this has been a been. fun time. That interview was fucking great, man. Courtney's Thanks again to Courtney Love for joining us and and picking and, and saying no to cake donuts. <laughs> and no, he said yes. Like, oh, he said he? plain cake donuts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, I was just focused a, on the fact You just took so many L's, but he did hurt me with the hot dogs. I was going to say, so. I was like, it, it's funny deep. because every time we do these, I pretty much sit there and take all the L's until all the way up dog. until the hot dog. And then you're like, that's it. That's all I need. And then I totally redeem yep. myself. You don't give a shit about anything I else. I don't. The other ones, is, as much as a, you know, a, a staunch yeah, supporter you're like, of them, it's like, but that's the one that really cuts deep. The button-down shirts, you don't care. Uh, the, you always lose on button the pants first, then zip. You, you know always lose you know, that. And you know what's funny? I, I found out, and I, 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 I was like, that? I'm never going to tell them. No. Every time I'm at the urinal at work... I button first and then zip. And See? I'm like, See? damn it. It's only the first See? time I put my pants on for the day. I can't tell those sons of bitches. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. There it is. Hit it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. All right. This week we were drinking Molotov Heavy by Evil Twin Brewing. A 17.2% ABV Imperial IPA. You, Neither one of you guys are f- close. Holy shit. I know. I know. Joe's doing shit. Scott's. Being Scott, and I'm just pounding this. This beer is so fucking good. I am consuming the hell out of it. Definitely only need one. I'm glad we only got one 16 ounce each. Uh, That that would have been a bad idea getting two. But this is a really good beer. Uh, The sediment settled so that I didn't have to chew on anything. You definitely got (laughs) to definitely pour this one out if you get it. Because if you're drinking it straight from the can, you are going to be chewing on something. It's going to be disgusting. (laughs) But the the booziness just completely overwhelms any type of hop flavor. There is like no bite to this beer whatsoever. It's like a, a hint of an IPA flavor covered underneath booziness, 100% consumed. 
I'm going to go consume, but it's not nearly as enthusiastic. <laughs> Um, I, I will say I've also drank a shitload more, so I'm feeling more. You haven't drank a shitload more. I mean, we're not that far off. Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so. you're like how I put my glass lower. Yeah, <laughs> dick. Um, no, this you're not gonna find too many beers. We talked about it at the the start. Um, usually at a seventeen percent, it it's much more boozier than this, which is weird to say. Uh, I, mean, I mean, once you get, I've always maintained that once you get past a certain level, probably about. 12 I think 11 12 we've talked about that on shows before where it's like it all just tastes like booze and there's no beer flavor well this one goes well past that and it still has a pretty good flavor like underneath that booze the the flavor of the beer is very good and uh like you said no hops it doesn't overwhelm with hops so you're not gonna worry about that um I enjoy it you only need one Uh, the flavor's good it's definitely a consume for me but I'm not nearly as enthusiastic of as you. Like I'm, uh, I, I can't tell you the next time I'll have this beer. But I mean, I would tell anybody, hey, you, you know, you want a, a, a damn good beer that'll get you fucked up <laughs> off one. You want to be a cheap date? This is your beer, that's for sure. That, that's what they could have called this cheap date. Yeah, but you you buy this one in the bar and it's twenty seven dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there's no you've way gotta you're go. You got to get this some other way than actually paying for it that way. Joe, you gonna consume or can this one? Can. Whoa. Hold what? on a second. Hold on a second. Record this, scratch. Hang on. on. This man, right out of the gates, was all on board with it. <clears throat> I believe your exact words were, love it. That was what it was. Got way too boozy for me. I, I can't. I don't. Once it gets the too boozy, I'm out. Man. I'm done. No, Damn. but see. That, so this like, is... like you said, you can only have one. Well, this is probably the only one I will ever have. This wow. is where I fall in the scale of like. This, I don't know what to do with myself. Right happened, now. Well, it seems to have happened a lot since we added Joe. I end up finding myself in the middle of you guys a lot of times with these beer. Where this time Joe's like, "Nah, I'm out," and you're all, "Oh my god, it's the best beer ever!" And I'm just like, "Hey, you know, it's it's good." I think I could totally understand people not wanting to I have this beer. I think what gets me about it. this beer is it is very much like a bourbon barrel aged beer, where that boozy flavor. Is just overpowers. So I agree. I can understand as like an IPA fan that Joe is not getting that IPA flavor and getting more of that like booze flavor is not what you're looking for. So I get it. Uh, rankings though, about 4.2 on Untapped, uh, 80 something on on uh, Rate Beer. Yeah, I mean I can Do agree with the ratings. ratings? Okay, I so just, it's just. Just not like for it. you. Yeah, no. That's fair. But yeah. I can see where people are like, yeah, it's a good beer because, I mean, it is, but it's I just, it's just not for me. So I guess good. I'm just shocked. Joe went from love to, lo- went from love it to shove it. <laughs> that's why we find out how this beer will hold up because that's a good, that's uh, the this perfect is ex- example. I was going to say, right this there. is an excellent example of a beer not holding up. <laughs> <laughs> Consumer Cannon, as always, brought to you by Tavor. Tavor. Thank you, Tavor, for this beer. Thank you for all the other ones. I'm, I'm really looking for that three magnets every time an email comes through. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, three magnets. Because they talked about that before the yeah. show started, man. They, they messaged us with last another week beer that's coming nailed up. nailed the OJ beer, and we just. I, I was craving it. I do. Yeah, it was, I was craving a double IPA. Uh, How crazy is that? That's why I'm, I'm surprised you consumed this one, too, because this one is like. You just went from. You consumed. A double IPA and an imperial IPA. Hang on, let's back up here. Three weeks in a row, you have consumed heavy hitter IPAs. 
congratulations. You are you have made it as a beer drinker. When Scott. a boy becomes a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the uh, the motherfucker of the week. Um, I haven't put my vote in yet, Scott. Nah, do you I got wanna, mine early. <laughs> do you want to let's highlight who the uh, the options are? I'll go ahead and vote. Okay, uh, so this week you've got uh, most NBA fans who are just pissy, bitching, and moaning about the Warriors, their dominance, and then going out and signing Boogie Cousins, and oh, the league sucks, and oh, this isn't good for the league. Those assholes. And then there's the opposite side of the coin. You've got the Lakers fans who have sworn up and down since LeBron entered the league that he ain't <coughs> shit, he ain't Kobe, and fuck him, and yada, yada, yada. Mostly just jealousy that he didn't play for the Lakers at any point. <laughs> and now that he's wearing purple and yellow, that's right, I said it, purple and yellow, all these fucks, get at me. Um, they're they're all they're dick riders. They're 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 throwing powder. They're they, they've always loved LeBron, and they, they've all got the number six or well, he's wearing twenty three there. So they yeah. they all got the number twenty three jerseys. Probably yesterday because you know Brand's making new and all. So Lakers fans for dick riding LeBron now, and NBA fans for bitching and moaning. What are the numbers? Well, who's your choice? Oh, my choice was easy. NBA whiners. Those fuckers got on my nerves all week mm. about this shit. You know what? If you don't want to watch the league, you probably were never gonna. And you're lying because you're gonna still sit there on a late night every Thursday watching the West Coast games, hoping to God that the Warriors somehow lose, and then sit there in June and bitch and moan when they don't. Like I, I don't want to hear it. Like I just you NBA fucks. Like go watch something else. Then if you swear that you're not going to do it anymore. Well, we are split because my vote was for Lakers fans because I think it is ridiculous to be anti LeBron since 2003, and then here we are, 15 years later, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> like, you know what? He's the best. You're guess, right. He's the best. He guess, turned. He is turning shit around. I guess I'm just used to it. Lakers fans. Lakers well, fans are, yeah, Lakers fans are yeah, fucking yeah, phony right. as they come. So, so my vote is Lakers fans. Shocking. Joe, where are we at on the results? Well, I'll tell you this. But Joe, hold on. <coughs> Who do you got? Oh, the NBA whiners. Yeah, okay, That's cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> but <laughs> but <coughs> it is 50-50. What? what? That Wait, has never happened. Refresh it. Refresh it after my vote. That's after my vote? Oh, because mine doesn't say 50 50. 50 Wow. That All is right, crazy. Well, we so, got, uh, you're NBA. both assholes. Lakers fans and casual NBA fans that are whining, you're both assholes. There's your. You know what? I'm going to give Mike a win on this because NBA fans are also Lakers fans, meaning they kind of count for two. So Lakers fans, <laughs> you're the motherfuckers of the week. I will take it. I don't even care. I'll jack up my headphones. I don't give a shit. I'll take that W. Oh, uh, that is fucking great. That's All right. funny. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you to Courtney Love for the interview today. Thank you very much, So Courtney. awesome to hear from Courtney. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Craft B Sports. We're, We're about to go, go over live. And do live. We're These go two live. motherfuckers got to bong beers because they can't to, beat me in oh, bigs. I got to bong a beast ice after. I should have really slowed down on this beer. That's a yeah, bad idea. That was a bad idea on my part. Uh, you can follow the show as always on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. Thank you again to 12 Ounce Sports for having us on the network. Uh, tune in. There are so many good shows on that network. Be sure to hit them up uh, any time of the day. There's always shows going on at 12 Ounce Sports. 
Follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, all that good shit. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Peace! redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.